Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Thursday, June 9th, and this is People Every Day. Hello there, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, and I am back. I just want to say thank you to my friend and colleague, Jason Sheeler, for putting together such an incredible Pride episode yesterday. It was just so moving, and I especially enjoyed everything Robin Roberts had to say. And as a reminder, you can read more about those stories from yesterday's episode on our website and in this week's issue on Stands Tomorrow. That said, I am very happy to be back with you all, so let's dive into what's going on out there. Our first story is one that isn't going away. And to be frank, it should not. Over the last week, week and a half, we've seen the funerals and memorials for those murdered in the Uvalde school shooting. Just this week alone, I've seen more and more people coming forward to share their anger and frustration. One person who made their voice heard, Uvalde, Texas native and Oscar winner, Matthew McConaughey. But the stories that are sticking with me really haunting me are the eyewitness testimonies we're hearing from the survivors. Those are the accounts that I think everyone, and I mean everyone, needs to hear. They're sad and uncomfortable, to put it mildly, but in my opinion, they are incredibly necessary. 11-year-old survivor Mia Cerillo testified before Congress yesterday, sharing what she witnessed at school that day in Uvalde. Now, I have to warn you, it is as horrific and heartbreaking as you'd expect But as I said, if she is brave enough to speak, I think it's important that she's heard. We went to go hide behind my teacher's desk and behind the backpacks. And he went through there and shot my teacher and told my teacher goodnight and shot her in the head. And then he shot some of my classmates. He shot my friend that was next to me. And I thought he was going to come back to the room. So I grabbed the blood and I put it all over me. Her testimony came just before the House passed a bill to raise the assault rifle purchase age to 21, which seems like the smallest of steps in the right direction. That said, yet and still, the bill isn't expected to pass in the Senate which is frustrating and downright confusing to me and millions of people around the world. Last night, Jimmy Kimmel had President Biden on his show. While there were plenty of moments of levity, a major focus of their conversation centered around Uvalde and Biden's experience meeting with the victims' families. The comedian, who's never shy to express his feelings, pressed the president on the topic. Shouldn't we demand that every senator in the United States sit with those families? Well... The answer is... Can't you issue an executive order? Trump passed those out like Halloween candy, yes, I think. It, well, I isn't that something that could happen? Well, I, I, I have issued executive orders within the power of the presidency. But what I don't want to do, and I'm not being facetious, I don't want to emulate Trump's abuse of the Constitution and constitutional authority. And... I think it is a good thing that the conversation surrounding gun safety and Uvalde and Buffalo and all the other shootings before and since 
is still being had. I know many are planning to take to the streets this weekend as part of the March for Our Lives protests happening in D.C. and across the nation on June 11th. I just hope that it all leads to some tangible, positive changes sooner rather than later. And with no easy way to move on, we're shifting gears entirely. Today is Britney Spears' wedding day. Insiders have exclusively confirmed to people that pop star Britney Spears and actor fitness trainer Sam Asghari will be walking down the aisle today. The two will be tying the knot here in sunny Los Angeles, surrounded by 60 guests from their close inner circle. Our People Insiders shared that Spears is expected to say her I do's in a Versace dress. Spears and Ascari were confirmed to be engaged nine months ago. As you may remember, the two initially met on the set of the singer's Slumber Party music video back in 2016. In a 2017 radio interview, Britney shared that it took nearly five months to reconnect after the shoot. She recalled how she couldn't get him out of her head and dug up his number saying, I was like, he was really cute. This guy was really cute. So I called him. He's just a really fun, funny person. I am just so happy for Brittany and Sam, really. As we all know, earlier this year, they said she lost a pregnancy. Fans are all rooting for her following the end of her 13-year conservatorship last year. So this wedding is just a huge bright spot. And now, you didn't really think that just because the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial ended that all of the rumors and drama were over, did you? We have an exclusive interview with one of the main characters who emerged from the trial, Johnny Depp's lawyer. If you listen to this podcast regularly, as so many of you do, we've been covering the ins and outs of the seemingly never-ending Depp vs. Heard defamation case. We talked about the effects of social media on the case, witness credibility and evidence, the cultural impact or lack thereof, and even some of the rumors surrounding members of the legal teams. Well, I am happy to report that People's Own Charlotte Triggs had a chance to sit down with Camille Vasquez, arguably the most newsmaking lawyer on Johnny Depp's team. Remember, she faced down rumors they were dating? Well, being the consummate, ever-curious journalist that Charlotte is, she got a lot of our remaining burning questions about Johnny's case and what he's doing now answered. So without further ado, here's some of Charlotte's interview with Camille Vasquez. You know, for better or worse, like whatever it says about us as a culture, everybody was eating up every minute of this trial and really obsessed with it. Um, and you probably had the most visible role, right? <laughs> like in terms of having to do the cross on Amber. Going into it, how did you approach that knowing that it's rife with optics dangers, but that it's the whole crux of the case, basically? Yeah, I mean, look, I think we focused on using her words against her. Mm-hmm. First of all, I was the one that delivered the cross-examination, but I was very clear that this wasn't my cross-examination, this yep. was our team's. Yep. But for me, it was really important that every question that I asked her was tied to something she had said previously. Mm-hmm. And the reason being that I think for a really effective cross-examination, you you have to be able to anchor it to something. I was surprised actually by how the public reacted to all of this. Were you guys, or did you sort of anticipate it? While we were in it, we were in a bubble. So (laughs) I think what I'll say is that I'm not that surprised because I know the facts, I know the evidence, and Mm -hmm. it was clear to me that we were on the right side of this. So 
and I know all of it. Yeah. So I think it was just about communicating that to the jury, first and foremost, mm -hmm. um, and just remembering that what was presented to the jury is what the public also received. I mean, because it's like, it's it's funny, and without wanting to make light of any of this, because it's all dead serious, I mean, it's like you did sort of become a, a TikTok celebrity. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny, it, but it's also, it's surreal. It, it's overwhelming. But I, I, I really believe that to the extent that I could inspire young women to stay in school, work hard, and maybe pursue a, a career in, in law, then it was all worth it because that's what's important at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. that's the new medium for communication. And, and that's how young people and, and people in general really communicate and absorb news and, and become inspired. Okay, there was a moment, of course, during the trial when people were like, oh, she's dating Johnny, which is like so typical of patriarchal media, right? I have a boyfriend. I, you mm -hmm. know, I'm very happy in my relationship. And, you know, it's unethical for us to date our clients. So mm -hmm. it's also an un unethical charge being made. I, it, mm -hmm. It's just, it's sexist. It's, it's unfortunate and it's disappointing. But at the same time, it kind of comes with the territory. So I... I can't say I was all that surprised. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I saw on GMA a lot of the attention was focused on like the Me Too stuff, perhaps like taking aside like Hollywood Me Too. Do you think that there's any kind of precedent out of this court case that might be used against actual like real women in court? No, I, you know, I think each case is different and needs mm -hmm. to be treated differently. And and Johnny and his legal team, we all believe, I mean, I'm a woman, mm -hmm. we all believe that women should, and victims, regardless of gender, should come forward, have their day in court. This case is an example of that. Mm -hmm. These people had their day in court and the jury decided unanimously that Mr. Depp was defamed. It shouldn't have an effect on any movement domestic violence doesn't have a gender. Mm -hmm. And so how is he doing now? I mean, it seems as though, like, kind of a little bit happy <laughs> in Europe, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I think he's really relieved. I think he feels a sense of, like, a weight has been lifted off his shoulders. Mm -hmm. I, I was speaking with a mutual friend about him, and he said, I haven't seen Johnny smile like that in six years. Oof, wow. And... There's so much truth to that. There is a piece now that he wears mm -hmm. that he just didn't have before. And, and I think it came even before the verdict, if I'm being 100% honest with you. Mm -hmm. It was just him being able to tell his story. Well, thank you very much for, you know, talking me through a lot of these things. It's so lovely to meet you, Charlotte. Nice to meet you <laughs> thank you, Charlotte and Camille, for that interview. Enlightening. Well, schools across the country are out or on their final days before summer vacation. The days are long, the weather is warm, and downright hot in some places already. Millions of you out there are making summer getaway plans with friends and family. And if you're anything like me, you're going to want to bring a, a good book with you on your travels. Coming up, we've got your summer reading recommendations covered with People's Editor-in-Chief, Liz Vaccarello. But first, you guys. 
we finally saw that cheating bomb drop in Kardashian land. On today's episode of The Kardashians, we see how the story of Tristan Thompson fathering another child while dating Chloe spread like wildfire through the Kardashian-Jenner family. We're recapping all of the shock, anger, and tears right after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We are back, and there are some universal truths that you can always count on, like what goes up must come down. And when Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian get together, it's going to have a very messy ending. We've known for months now that Thompson fathered a child with another woman, Marley Nichols, after rekindling things with Khloe Kardashian. The NBA star and Khloe share daughter True, who they welcomed together back in 2018. So initially, Thompson claimed he was not the father of Nichols' child and petitioned for a paternity test. His petition became public in December of last year. And on today's episode of The Kardashians, we see firsthand how that December morning unfurled in Kardashian land. Cameras were rolling as Kim shared the news with momager Kris Jenner on the phone. It's his whole thing saying, I'm Tristan Thompson, met this girl in Houston. I slept with her on my 30th birthday. So I sent it to him and I said, does Chloe know about this? Then a recently awoken Kylie calls in disbelief. You're lying. No, I'm not and I don't, I'm like shaking for her. My, my soul kills, dies for her. It's early in the morning and Kim and the rest of the family are trying to get a hold of Chloe, who is still asleep. Kylie calls Thompson, quote, literally the worst person on the planet, end quote. And then Courtney calls in and the three sisters put all of the pieces together. The sexual encounter with Nichols that Thompson cops to in the statement occurred on his 30th birthday, shortly after Chloe had thrown him a party. So she, he went home from the 30th birthday party, went to Houston to play on the road. We can check his schedule and then slept with this girl. I mean, just wow. And then Kim gets into how Chloe's going to be heartbroken because she'd really wanted to have a baby boy. And now Thompson is having a son with this girl he doesn't even know. It is just messy and dramatic and, and very Kardashian. You have to check it out for yourself. Summer is almost here, and if you're like me, you've been on the hunt looking for a good beach read. Seriously, you guys, I will take any and all of the recommendations I can get. And lucky for us, I have someone here to help us find the perfect book or books. I really love to read, to, you know, dive into anything that I can while I am just trying to not and get away from it all. So joining me now to talk all things literature is People's Editor-in-Chief, Liz Vaccarello. Hey, Liz, welcome to the show. Janine, I'm so excited. 
So let's talk fiction. I always see on the bestseller list all these fiction novels. There's so many, but what do you think our listeners should read first in this category? You know what? Always a lot of excitement around Ellen Hildebrand whenever she comes out with a new book. This one is called The Hotel Nantucket. And, you know, a woman goes through a bad breakup and she relaunches an old hotel where the staff and the guests and maybe even a ghost all have things to hide. You know, so it's one of those Ellen books where it's just like stylish and funny and you really get a sense of place. So that's a great, great, great beach read. Ooh, okay. Hotel Nantucket. Well, what about nonfiction? Those who are keeping it real in the book world. Well, there's a couple here I'm excited about. One is David Sedaris, who is just this wonderful writer, has a new book out called Happy Go Lucky. And it's about the deaths of his father and sister, um, along with, you know, some of his thoughts about pandemic living Um, He's really, you know, gives insight and sometimes a dark edge to a lot of what we're experiencing. So that's a good one. But if you want something a little lighter, I am a huge office freak. Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, they have a new book out called The Office BFFs. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. It's behind the scenes about the making of the show. They played Pam and Angela, right? But it's just, it's the light kind of girlfriend read that has a little bit of celebrity and just might satisfy you. Well, what about celebrity memoirs or or biographies? For some reason, when I think of summer, one of the things I think always think of Wham or George Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's a new book out by Gavin about George Michael. Um, And George Michael was a pop star for some of the uh, listeners who might not know him. He's passed away. Wait, what? Pause. You guys well, need to know who George Michael is. <laughs> right. If you don't know who George Michael is, there's a whole other podcast on that. My goodness. Okay. Uh, but he didn't reveal that he was gay until 1998. So we were all watching like Freedom with all of these models and all of that, you know, when I was a kid thinking that, you know, he had relationships with some of these women, but he didn't. He was gay, but didn't reveal it. And it's He wanted to, you know, titillate his music, wants to titillate with sex, with um, with that idea of heteronormative sex. But his he wanted to keep his personal life and his secrets kind of untouched. So this is a heartbreaking biography, but fascinating. Oh, wow. Okay, that sounds like a good one. And last but not least, Liz, I want to know the book that you are dying to read right now, which I know is difficult because you're an extremely busy woman. But if you had the time, what would it be? I'm going to give you two. I love an addictive um, thriller, and it's a crime drama called The Mid-Coast, which is a novel by Adam White. It's a debut. It's a genius. This guy's a genius storyteller. And then the other one is a novel by that fans of Instagram influencer and novelist Jenny Mullen might be into. She wrote her first novel called City of Likes by Jenny Mullen. And it centers on a character named Megan Chernoff, who is a talented writer, but unemployed and has an identity crisis after the birth of her second child. And it's it's dark. It's engrossing. If you follow Jenny on Instagram, she's hilarious and a great ear for the outrageous, but so, so likable. So City of Likes. I love it. City of Likes. That's so cool. 
And Liz, are you a fast reader or a slow reader? And where do you like to read? I don't even know. If I read, I put the phone down. I make sure I have a block of time. If it's a train read, I don't try to rush myself. If, if it's fiction in particular, I want to follow that writer. I want to absorb the scene setting. I want to appreciate the good writing. So I guess I would be a slow reader. Well, Liz, this is such a treat. Thank you for stopping by and all the great book recs. Thank you so much. All right, you guys, I'll leave you with this. Uh, We are no stranger to chronicling Nick Cannon's, shall we say, potent path to fatherhood. Cannon, who's already a father to eight, with another confirmed baby on the way, appeared in a Father's Day-themed ad for the Ryan Reynolds-owned Aviation Gin. And you guys, it it was hilarious. It's almost Father's Day, and the one and only Ryan Reynolds asked me to help us all celebrate with the mother of all cocktails, the vasectomy. Lord knows I need one. So in the spot, Cannon makes the drink, the vasectomy, and as he calls out the ingredients he's mixing together, you can see the strain on his face as he smiles through how exhausting it is to be a dad. Now, add a dash of lemon juice. Fresh if you have a few minutes to squeeze one, or store-bought if the little ones have you running around a bit today. Little mother... At the end, Reynolds joins Cannon on camera to drink together, and it's it's just amazing. And that looks like a delicious vasectomy. I'll take it from here, Nick. I have three kids. I have eight. Come on, bring it in. Just hold each other. No wonder you have eight kids. You smell amazing. <laughs> I mean, that commercial is perfect. No notes. <laughs> Be sure to check it out for yourself. I guarantee it is something to make you smile. Thank you all for listening again today. It was great to be back with you. I'll see you back here tomorrow to close out the week on our Friday edition of People Every Day. <laughs>